Jesus tells his disciples the purpose of the parables, and the ministry of Jesus shifts to its final week in the city of the king. On the Bible Brief. Have you left a review of the show on your podcast player? Help us stand out to potential listeners by quickly posting one. Thank you for supporting the mission. The people of Judea are divided about Jesus. Opinions about the man abound, yet Jesus doesn't often clarify or correct the things that people say about him. When he's alone with his disciples, he explains his various actions and makes more specific claims about himself, but it's rare in his public-facing ministry that he does such a thing. In fact, for much of Jesus' public ministry, his teaching takes the form of parables these short stories that illustrate truths and demand a reaction. The Gospel of Matthew even goes so far as to say that at some point in Jesus' ministry, he said nothing to the crowds without a parable. Further, in most explanations of the parables, Jesus retreats into private with his disciples rather than explaining them before the crowds that heard the parable. This behavior of Jesus is incredibly enigmatic, and it leads to a necessary and critical question. Why? Why would Jesus speak with obfuscation to the crowds? Why is it that Jesus wasn't wholly clear in his speech regarding his mission and his identity? Well, the answer perhaps lies in his signs and wonders that he performs before the people, signs that could only be done by the Messiah. This is important because these signs are even what Jesus himself appeals to when the imprisoned John the Baptist begins to have some doubts about Jesus before his death. In Matthew chapter 11, we read this. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered him, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Even to John, Jesus appeals to his signs and miracles foreseen by the scriptures of the Hebrew Bible. He says in effect to John, You've read the scriptures, now see the signs. I'm doing what was said about me. I am the one you've been waiting for. But notice that this is the effect of what Jesus says and not the actual words he uses. The words Jesus uses are simply an appeal to his actions. Actions that conform to the words of the prophet Isaiah as he describes the ministries of the Messiah. Jesus depends upon John to make the meaning connection between the actions of Jesus and the prophecies about the Messiah. Even with John, where Jesus could simply say, I am the Messiah. He chooses different words as he replies to John's messengers in public. Seeing these differences between the public and private ministry of Jesus are crucial for understanding the purpose of his teaching method. In the midst of performing amazing signs and wonders, Jesus uses parables as a means to an end, a means to the end of revealing hearts. Let's hear another parable from Jesus before he himself explains his purpose behind it. 
Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow some seeds. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Jesus says this parable of four different soils upon which seed is indiscriminately spread by the sower. The seed then is either snatched away or it grows in various ways, before only a single soil out of the four produces much grain. It's a parable leading the listener to question, who is the sower, what is the seed, and what are the types of soils? What does all this represent? But Jesus doesn't reserve his explanation for the crowd. Instead, he saves it for the disciples. But not before explaining to them why he's using parables in the first place. Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has... More will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing, they do not see. And hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. This explanation from Jesus is so important that we need to dwell on it for a moment. He says that his disciples have been granted the secrets of the kingdom, but that the crowd hasn't been given the same privilege. Instead, just like in the days of Isaiah the prophet, the hearts of the people have grown dull. They can barely hear. They have closed their eyes and they can't understand. Jesus says that these people who can't hear are kept from knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven because they have not already embraced the knowledge that they do have. While the disciples have followed Jesus in faith and gained additional kingdom insight, those faithless of the crowd are dull of heart and the parables of Jesus cause an even deeper dullness of heart. This is why Jesus says, For the one who has, more will be given, but the one who has not even what he has will be taken away. In a sense, Jesus is using his teaching in parables to cause contrasting reactions among the listeners. For some, 
the parables reveal more truth. For others, they conceal the very same truth. To those with faith, the parables and explanations of Jesus amplify their understanding. To those without faith, the parables absent the explanations serve to deepen their blindness to the truth of who Jesus is. It's as if the parables make the light heart lighter and the dark heart darker. Jesus spreads the word of the kingdom, but not all understand the word. And this concept happens to be the crux of the parable of the sower sowing the seeds. After this explanation of the purpose of parables, Jesus says this, Hear then the explanation of the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Do you see the connection between the parable of the sower and the reason for parables in general? Jesus, the sower of the word of the kingdom, spreads it indiscriminately, but it's only the good soil that produces the fruit of understanding. While Jesus spreads the word, it's the soil that determines whether that seed is able to bear fruit. It's the good, weedless, cultivated soil that produces the kind of crop that the sower is looking for. Jesus has provided sign after sign that he is the Messiah. He's taught parable after parable concerning the kingdom of God, and he's healed many of the physical maladies that plagued the crowd's existence. Jesus has done everything necessary to demonstrate that he is indeed the one they all hoped would come. Yet for many among the crowd, one sign only leads to the desire for more signs. Curiosity eventually gives way to resistance, and resistance gives way to animosity. Some accept Jesus and learn from him, but those who see the signs and yet disbelieve only go further from him. And it's after about three years of ministry throughout Judea that Jesus finally comes to Jerusalem for the last time. For these three years, he has shown his power, healed the sick, and taught people about the kingdom. And this whole time, there's been increasing contrast in the response of the people. Many believed in him with joy, but many more became hardened in their rebellion, especially those religious leaders among the Pharisees and Sadducees. Though curious to Jesus' message, they became hostile to this teacher from Nazareth. Though his signs couldn't be denied, instead of responding in faith, they accuse him of satanic power. Though experts in the Hebrew Bible, they missed the message of the very Bible they studied so intently. In attempting to achieve righteousness based on the law of Moses, 
they miss the righteousness by faith expressed by their forefather Abraham. But most critically, they miss the man that had been the promise from the very beginning. The seed of Abraham had come to bless the world. And while they supposed themselves to be sons of Abraham, in their actions they would prove to be sons of Satan in a battle against their own Messiah. The first stage of Jesus' public ministry is complete. He'd revealed the faith of many, and he'd further hardened the resistant with his words. And next, Jesus would go to his most important task yet. Now he would go to the city of the king, his own city, his hardened city, who would reject him in their unwillingness to accept their own king. In just a few days, he would voice a lament that would echo for generations. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. But you were not willing. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023